On this episode of The Grizz, we are celebrating the 40-year anniversary of Van Halen's 1984 album. You say, why? Why would you do that? Why Why would you ever do that on a Christian podcast? Because I can, man. Because I want to. That's right. You say, why? I say, why not? Anyway, I'm celebrating the 40-year anniversary of Van Halen's 1984 album. And then I talk to you guys about the importance of of using a planner. And I give you four reasons why I think an old school paper planner is better than a digital planner. That's what I think. So that's what we're going to rip into for this episode, my brothers. It's going to be a great one. Honestly, extremely practical stuff to help you improve and succeed as a man, but also, you know, some deep biblical truth for us to consider. So here we Go. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Welcome to season seven of the Grizz Podcast, where the mission is still the same. To guide, encourage, and equip you on your journey with Christ while having some fun along the way. Now, here's your host, the man who identifies as a grizzly bear, Jason George. Yo, yo. Welcome back to the Grizz, all my brothers. From other mothers all around the world, wherever you are right now, there you are. And I'm thankful for you. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. Happy New Year to you. You know, 2024, dude, it kicks off season seven. That's right, season seven of the Grizz podcast. I've been at this now for seven years, since 2017. I started in my basement office when we were living in Nixon, Missouri, and then we moved to Maryland for like about four years. I was still doing it there, and now we're living in the low country of South Carolina, right outside of Charleston. Some of you listening have been with the Grizz from the beginning, from the birth of the Grizz. Dude, you were there when I was birthed. Yes. I can't believe you're still listening, that I didn't scare you off, you know, offend some of you. (laughs) I offend people. I don't mean to, but I do. And then you got some dudes that are like, I like his content. He has some really good, solid biblical content when he does talk about biblical stuff and he gets into that. But it's all this other stuff he does before that and after that. Sometimes he he just plays music I don't approve of. Sometimes he sings along with the music. And uh, sometimes I just don't appreciate even what he laughs at. He laughs. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't care for that. So those people have moved on to which I want to thank God for that. Anyway, some of you have been with me from the beginning, like my good friend, Matt Dobshoots, the dobber over at the Porn Free Radio podcast. I mean, he was listening from the first episode way back in the day. Those episodes aren't even available anymore. I deleted like well over 100 episodes because... I was embarrassed about the early days. I didn't like them. I didn't feel like it was good quality. And I kind of regret deleting all that. But I did. Anyway, it's how I am. It's 
I don't know what's up with me. But Dauber's been with me. He was always like, I like it. Keep doing it. He's always giving me advice and tell me how to improve on different things. It's been a wild ride. If you're new to the Grizz, I want to say welcome. I am sincerely glad you're here. I do hope that you find our content beneficial and motivating to your life as a Christian man. But I also hope that we can help you smile or make you laugh along the way. Because I have found in my life as somebody who lives with chronic pain, I'm a chronic pain sufferer. Talk about that in a little bit. Um, Laughter, humor. Uh, is so needed. It's actually a really powerful weapon that we've got to keep in our arsenal. You got to keep a sense of humor because if you don't laugh, I'm telling you, you're going to cry because life just comes at you hard and we are living in a really jacked up world in a jacked up time. So if you don't laugh, you're going to (laughs) cry. So anyway, uh, as I said, today is January 10th, 2024. Yesterday, was January 9th, 2024. I tried to record and drop an episode yesterday, but we had a bad storm, power outage. But yesterday, January 9th, 2024, dude, it's a day we're celebrating. Out of everything that we're celebrating nowadays that we shouldn't be celebrating, here's something we could celebrate and should celebrate. The 40-year anniversary of one of the greatest rock albums from one of the greatest 80s rock band. I'm talking about Van Halen's 1984. I got it right here if you're watching on YouTube. Van Halen, excuse me, 1984 album. I got the vinyl. I collect vinyls. If you ever want to bless the Grizz, you can go to Amazon. You can send me some classic rock or classic rap, old school hip-hop vinyls. I love it. But this album cover is bizarre to say the least it's got a baby angel on the front with his hair slicked back and they got the wings and he's he's smoking a cigarette this baby needs jesus all right but great album yes uh i love this album van halen is so epic man the members of the original van halen as a lot of you know were eddie van halen alex van halen Uh, Eddie Van Halen on guitar, Alex Van Halen on drums, Michael Anthony on bass. And then they had frontman, lead singer, my favorite, David Lee Roth, the greatest 80s rock frontman, in my opinion. Sammy Hagar came along, was the new frontman for Van Halen. He became like, you know, the lead singer. But over the years, as I've listened to more and more Van Halen, my brother exposed me to Van Halen. Um... My first album was 1984 album. I came late to the game, but my brother that I lived with in high school because I had a bad home life, so he took care of me through high school. He exposed me to Van Halen before the 1984 album and just great stuff, man, coming from them out of the 70s. But I came to realize that the best Van Halen was the David Lee Roth Van Halen. Uh, I still like the Sammy Hagar um, Van Halen, but I like the David Lee Roth stuff the best. And my favorite three songs on this album, the 1984 album, which we're celebrating 40 year anniversary, three songs. um, I'm going to rank them. This will be the number three of my favorite on the album. Let me pull that up. This is the song called I'll wait. Oh yeah. So good. Got that eighties like synthesizer going, man. Got Alex like 
getting ready, tapping on the, the drum cymbals. Michael Anthony's about to drop in on that bass. Get ready for that. There it is. Come on. Then Eddie, Eddie's gonna bring that lead guitar in a minute. Then you got, uh, we're waiting for David Lee. David Lee's about to show up. He's gonna come out with some kind of roundhouse karate kick like he does. <laughs> come on! You got me captured, I'm under your spell. I guess I'll never learn. I have your picture, yes, I know it well. Another page is turned. Are you for real? It's so hard to tell From just a magazine Yeah, you just smile and the picture sells Look what that does to me I'll wait till your love comes down I'm coming straight for your heart No way you can stop me now. All right, that's number three. And then my number two pick for this album. This may be the most famous Van Halen song of all time. This thing went big. This blew them up. Uh, this is kind of their rock pop song. It was in movies. It was on TV shows back in the day, back in the 80s. Commercials were using it. Uh, Matt Dobshoots, the Dobber, told me yesterday that this was the song that the 1984 Chicago Cubs walked out to. Right here. This is Jump. It's a good hype song, for sure. Gets you up, makes you feel better. A lot of positive vibes. This is one of those songs, man, when I'm feeling down, I put this on. Come on. I'm not a servant to my feelings. My feelings will serve me. Uh. I get up and nothing gets me down. You got it tough. I've seen the toughest go around. And I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll with the punches and get to what's real. I can't you see me standing here? I got my back against the record machine. I keep the worst that you seem. I can't you see what I mean? Might as well jump. Might as well jump, dude. That's a great song, man. But I got to say, my number one song on this album, and this is my number one Van Halen song, my favorite Van Halen song of all time. It is Panama. You know, and I got to tell you a little backstory with Panama. I never heard of Van Halen. So I'm hanging with my, my childhood friends from the 80s, 1984, dude. And 
for some reason, we go over Danny Moffat's house, who's on the other end of the neighborhood, ride our BMX bikes over there. I'm talking guys got like their Haros, their their Hutch, Red Lines. I'm, I'm on the Schwinn Predator. Some of you know what that is. Um, one kid, man, he had a Skyway. That was a nice bike. But we go to Danny Moffat's house. I didn't have MTV, but Danny Moffat had MTV and he turns it on. MTV was a new thing back then. Music videos were pretty new. And they're doing the world premiere of this song, uh, this song's video, uh, Panama. And it was the first time I heard Van Halen. It was the first time I'd seen Van Halen. First time I'd seen David Lee Roth. And they're doing clips of like him in concert on the stage. And he's so acrobatic, dude. He's jumping. He's doing roundhouse kicks. He's doing like the splits in the air. He's got like these these samurai sword blades or something. And he knows like how to, how to handle them, like all these martial arts weapons. And I'm like, this is insane, dude. So it was this song right here. Love this song. I, I probably listen to this song every single week still <laughs> to this day. No. This song gets you up, man. This is what you listen to. Before you hit the gridiron back in the day, before you get out on the wrestling mat, you got your headphones on, you're just like, dude, I am about to bring it. Come on. Zero discipline Coming home with me Your loser in that turn I get her Here we go You can sing along If you want Panama 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 Oh, man, it's so good. I want to keep going, but I won't. <laughs> I'll spare you, dude. Oh, man. Now, there's one more song on that album that is super popular, and I know a lot of you like it, but, man, you, you got to let that go. You got to walk away from that song. It's the song Hot for Teacher. Hot for Teacher. You got to let that one go because now you're hot for Jesus. So you got to get behind me, hot teacher. I'm talking about, for me personally, that would be Miss Barry, my 11th grade English teacher, with that red dress on that was two sizes too, too tight for her. I don't know how she got away with that. We were at a Christian high school too, man. Uh, this should have been illegal. I confess I was hot for Miss Barry back in the day, but I got my life right. I did. Old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now I'm hot for Jesus and I'm hot for my wife. So I'm letting that go. I'm not rocking Hot for Teacher anymore. <laughs> it's not the best song. Anyway, this Van Halen album, 1984, dude, it just takes me back. Another time, another place. You guys know what I'm saying, man. I feel like the 80s was the greatest decade. You had to be there. Like, if you're like, well, I wasn't even born yet. Dude, you just don't even know, man. It was it was so good. I, 
I had a jacked up childhood at that time in my life. I did not like my home life. It was really messed up. But I thank God I had some really good friends to enjoy the 80s with. Uh, just riding BMX bikes. Thought about other things we used to do back in the day. Playing Atari for video games. Some of you don't even know what that is. We'd go over to Craig Clark's house. We'd jump on his trampoline. We'd swim in his pool. Craig's family has some money. That was a cool cool thing, man. Camping out in the tent in the woods. I, I lived in a tent the whole summer. I, I'd never stayed inside. was always sleeping out in the tent in the woods. Playing war, whether it was with sticks that we made guns out of, um, pine cones where the grenades we'd throw at each other. We play with G.I. Joe figures, Transformers figures. Maybe if we were lucky, one of our parents would take us on Friday night to the local arcade. There we could play some Pac-Man or my favorite game, Centipede, uh, Galaga. You had Donkey Kong, you had Donkey Kong Jr., Pole Position, Pinball. Man, then there was uh, so much good about the 80s. Remember WWF Wrestling? You had Hulk Hogan, you had Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Rocky Johnson, Tony Atlas. My favorite tag team was the Road Warriors. You had the epic Nature Boy, Ric Flair. The Four Horsemen, Lex Luger. I just remember the TV shows, too. That time period was so good. Things like Knight Rider, uh, Miami Vice, The A-Team, Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, I love that show, Good Times. There were Sanford and Sons, The Jeffersons. Then good movies, man. Good movies came out of the 80s. Rocky, Rambo. Top Gun, Red Dawn, Goonies, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You got Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You remember that? The dude was a freak, man. But that was uh, that was funny to us back in the day. We laughed at that. I feel like the best cartoons came out of the 80s. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Woody Woodpecker. You had Mighty Mouse. You had Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Fat Albert, dude, He-Man, Voltron, Thundercats, just quality, quality TV, movies, music, video games, some good times, good memories, man, with my friends back then, but I cannot believe it has been 40 freaking years since Van Halen's 1984 album dropped, man, the Grizz is old, Grizz is freaking old, anyway, I hope all of you guys, my brothers from other mothers, hope you guys sincerely on a serious level. I hope you're doing well. I'm glad you're here. If you're not doing well, man, I get it. Man, I have often had some sucky, sucky days, um, especially the last couple of weeks. Had some hard days with a Lyme disease treatment I'm going through. Um, I'll spare you all the details, but the Grizz is still standing I ain't dead yet. That means God ain't done with me yet. And if you ain't dead yet, then God ain't done with you yet. Man, I'm here to lift you up, to make you smile, make you laugh a little bit. And also, most of all, to help guide, encourage, and equip you to become a better man on your journey of following Christ up the narrow and difficult trail that leads to eternal life. That's the whole mission of the Grizz Podcast. That's what I'm about that is no easy endeavor, man, following Jesus up the narrow and difficult trail. We all need guidance. We all need encouragement, someone to come alongside and help equip us. I need that. You need that. We all need that. So let's go ahead and rip into the meat of this episode. Man, I do hope you are hungry because it is time to eat some meat. Let's go. Let's go. 
So I'm going to get serious, talk to you guys about the importance of using a planner. And I'm also going to give you four reasons why I think an old school paper planner is better than a digital planner. So talk about the importance of using a planner, why you should use a planner, and also going to give you four reasons why I think an old school paper planner is better than a digital planner. By the way, the Grizz podcast is not just available um, through audio. We are working on video episodes. So you can go over and check out our YouTube channel, the Grizz podcast. You can hit that subscribe button. You can like this episode. You can share it with a friend or your men's group. I am working hard to improve the video content. Um, going to be getting hopefully a better quality camera soon that does things in 4k and I'm just trying to get better at it. You know, I think that some guys like listening, uh, but some guys do enjoy watching. So if that's your thing, you know, more power to you. Anyway, a man who fails to plan is a man who's planning to fail. I really believe that a man who fails to plan is a man who's planning to fail and to truly plan, you need some sort of a planner system as a man. Whether you choose to use a digital planner, like with your phone or an iPad, or if you use a paper planner like me, that's really up to you. That's up to you. You get to choose. I think, and I'll tell you in a little bit, that I think a paper planner is better, but you do you. Over the last three decades, I've honestly tried both, but I've always ended up returning to a paper planner because I've always been more productive with a paper planner. And there it is. There it is. There's the, one of the biggest reasons. I'm more productive with a paper planner. I'll show you mine right here. This is what it looks like. My pen is falling out. That's my paper planner. I've always been more productive with that than digital. So over the years, I've had numerous friends, though, you know, tell me I need to go totally digital with my planning system and my calendar to minimize. And they'll say, because it's less complicated, you don't have to carry around some big planner with you everywhere you go. I hear all these reasons, blah, 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 blah. And dude, I've really tried. I even purchased an iPad, but it wasn't what's best for me. I ended up giving the iPad to my son uh, he really enjoys using that for his college classes and taking notes and things. So you can call me old school, but I actually like that. I am old school in a lot of ways. You can call me behind the times. I don't care. You can call me out of touch. I don't care. Uh, whatever. The bottom line is that I have to do what helps me be the most productive with the time, the limited time that I have down here on planet Earth. And you have to do the same. If that's using a digital planner like an iPad, uh, then do it. Like I said, more power to you. I've come to realize that for me personally, I'm just way more productive using an old school paper planner where I actually write things down pen to paper. Now, I do use some digital for meeting reminders that people send me, but all of those, they end up making their way into my paper planner. And what kind of paper planner do I use? 
Uh, I used to use a day timer. You can get those just about anywhere, Office Depot, Staples. You can get them online at Amazon. And then I went to a Moleskine planner for a while because I use Moleskine journals. So I tried their planner system. But I recently returned for 2024 to using a Franklin planner, which comes from, uh, it's the company um, that was founded by Franklin Covey. Some of you have read his book, uh, Seven, uh, I think it's called Seven Highly, Seven Effective Habits of Highly Effective People or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, something like that. I read it years ago. It's a great book, by the way. I should read it again. But this is my new planner. You can see it if you're watching the video. It's in a nice, genuine leather binder that I got. And I, I love it, dude. I was so excited to get this at the beginning of the year, man. It was kind of a Christmas present to myself. So uh, within that planner, I have two types of calendars within it where I do my planning. I have one where I can see the whole month on two pages uh, laid out before me, like what's going on in January. I can make notes of like meetings and doctor's appointments and things like that. But then I have another section where I can see the entire week on two pages. And I like that. I like to be able to see the whole week laid out before me and plan it. You know what I'm saying? From Monday all the way through Saturday and Sunday, the weekend. I, I tried this system where it was like I would see um, two days in front of me. Like on one page, there was one day and then there was the next day. I didn't like that. I like seeing the whole week laid out in front of me. That's just me. And I know what some of you are thinking, you know, you're wondering, what do I do if a meeting that I have written down gets canceled or rescheduled? Well, there's this uh, ancient thing that all of the Old Testament prophets used when they made a mistake, you know, writing on the scrolls and it's called whiteout. I got it right here. You can see that <laughs> it's called whiteout. You can purchase it off Amazon. It sits right on my desk or right beside my desk on a shelf. And I realize that that would annoy the snot out of many of you to use whiteout, but it doesn't annoy me. I'm just used to it. No big deal. Grab the whiteout, you know, cross out whatever got canceled right in the new stuff. I really enjoy handwriting my to-do list and writing down my appointments. I enjoy handwriting, checking off the task that I complete. There's something about it. And now I know what it is. I'm going to tell you that in just a little bit. <clears throat> I know what it is. I know why I like it so much. I didn't used to. I just knew I liked it. It did something for me, but wasn't sure what it was. Now I know what it is. I'm going to tell you just a minute. Hang on. <coughs> Sorry. And I realize you can do um, writing with uh, a digital planner, like you can get a stylist for your iPad and actually write things down, check things off. I realize that, but it doesn't do it for me. I think part of it is that I get sick of being on a screen, you know, phone screens, computer screen, TV screen. We are addicted to screen time and I need a break from screens. Uh, pen and paper is also extremely calming to my mind. It always has been. So my main point that I want to get across to you guys is that you need to have some sort of planner calendar system that you utilize in order to make the most of the limited time you have down here on earth. Again, I don't care if you choose digital over paper. I think paper's better. I'll tell you why. 
I most of all just care that you have some sort of a planner calendar system with a to-do list. You need that. You need some sort of uh, daily, weekly, monthly planning system to-do list if you want to be productive and successful as a man. If you want to make the most of the limited time that God has given you down here on earth. This is biblical. Listen to uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 through 17 where God says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I love this scripture. Like, first of all, it's saying, look carefully then how you walk. In other words, look carefully, be careful, look at the way you live, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And how does it say to do that? Make the best use of your time, make the best use of the limited amount of time that you have down here on earth. Now, I do realize that some of you already know the importance of having a planner, you've known it for years, maybe decades, and you've used one for years, decades. But some guys don't know this, man. Some guys don't plan and it blows my mind. And they wonder why, you know, they're in the same place doing the same thing that they've been doing for the last 5, 10, 20 years. Listen, guys, you have to have goals. And with goals, you have to make a plan and you got to have a to-do list and you got to develop good habits to move you from where you are to where you want to be, where you need to be. This is what productive people do, guys. This is what successful people do. This is what people of great impact do. They have goals. They have plans. They write things down. They have a to-do list. They check things off. They have habits that move them from where they are to where they want to be, where they need to be. They don't aimlessly go throughout their days in their weeks, in their months, in their years, you know, just doing whatever comes along. Whatever comes along for today, I'm cool with it, man. You know, I just, I just go with it. That's not what productive, successful people do. That's not what people of great impact do. They also don't do whatever they feel like doing. They have goals, they have plans, they have a to-do list, they have a calendar, and they have good habits that move them from where they are to where they need to be. Why? Why? Because a man without a plan is a man who is planning to fail. I live by to-do lists. Now, do I accomplish every single thing on my daily or weekly to-do list? No. Dude, hardly ever do I accomplish all of it. Like right here, I'm looking at my planner. Um, this is uh, a look, if you can see everything listed out here, like what I had to do last week. And there's checks by what I did accomplish. And there's some that have like an arrow saying I need to move that to the next week. Why? Be because I didn't get it done. Uh, so I hardly ever accomplish everything on my to do list, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, but I know this, here's the point, I am much more productive with a planning system, 
with a calendar, with a to-do list than I would be without it. I'm making progress. I'm moving from where I am to where I want to be. I'm getting things done that benefit myself, but also benefit my family, benefit my friends, benefit my ministry, the world. Even this podcast episode, dude, two weeks ago, it was written down. This exact episode, I was thinking about Van Halen. I was writing things down. I was thinking about my new planner system and I was excited about it for me. And I was like, this would be good. Something to talk about with the guys. And I started planning, writing things down. What day am I going to write the content? What day am I going to revise the content? What day am I going to record? What day am I going to edit? On and on and on. Planning, writing things down. So who benefits from that? Not just me, you, others. That's what happens when you're a man who plans, who writes things down, who schedules, who has a to-do list. It's so crucial. You know, I'm often hit with the realization that one day I'm going to stand before God. I'm actually going to be face-to-face before God at what's called the judgment seat of Christ, or it's also called the Bema judgment. And on that day, I'm going to give a full account for how I lived my Christian life. And so are you, my brothers. If you're a believer in Christ, you're going to stand before him face to face, and you're going to give an account for how you lived your Christian life. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, where he says, Therefore, We also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So as believers in Christ, listen, one day you're going to stand before Christ. I'm talking face to face with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you're going to give an account for how you lived your Christian life. You're going to give an account for how you spent the short amount of time that you had here on earth as a follower of Christ. God's going to evaluate all of it to see if you wasted it or did you use it to make something out of yourself and to help make something out of others to help build his kingdom in you and through you. Then he will reward us for the good that we've done. And I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I want that for you as well. I want you to hear him say that to you. I want to be right there when he says it to you. I want to be applauding be like, yeah, dude, good job. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I helped him do that. Because he listened to this episode of The Grizz and it motivated him to start planning, start scheduling, start writing to-do lists down and checking things off. He started moving from where he was to where he needed to be. And I was part of that. Well done. And Jesus is probably going to be like, hey, shut up. Let, I'm doing the talking here. <laughs> anyway, Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So the the one who diligently plans, that leads to abundance. But everyone who is hasty, what does that word hasty mean? It, it means like acting quickly, like 
reactive rather than proactive. Something happens and you're just kind of reactive. Like, oh, okay, I guess I got to do something. You're not a planner. That's what it means. So the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty, who acts reactively instead of proactively, who's not a planner, that leads only to poverty. That's what that verse says. James 4, 13 through 15 is another important verse I want to mention when it comes to planning for the future because it puts everything in check. It says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into, into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. That's a good reminder that we can plan, we can schedule, we can have to-do list, but God ultimately holds our lives and our future in his hands. So yes, I have plans, but they will only come to fruition if the Lord wills. I'm not the one who is ultimately in control, but we still need to plan. But when we plan, we give it over to God. God, this is what I'm planning to do. These are my goals. This is what I'm going to do today, this week, this month. This is what I'm planning to do over the next couple of years. I got plans. I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to build your kingdom in me, through me, trying to make something out of myself. I'm trying to help others make something of themselves. But God, you hold me. You hold the future. My calendar, my to-do list, my planner system is... Uh, not over God. It is, you know, subservient to God. I don't care if you're 16 years old or you're 60 years old, start planning your months, your weeks, and your days. Make the most of the time that God has given you. Everything that I need to do, man, I write it down. If I don't write it down in my planner, it most likely will not get done, my brothers. I'll forget to do it and I get distracted with other things. I have to plan everything from my time with God, when I'm going to read, when I'm going to pray, when I'm going to journal, uh, my study time, prep for the podcast, writing, uh, when I'm going to record the podcast, when I'm going to edit, when I'm going to respond to emails, text messages, when I got to plan my time to meet with my climb teams, uh, time to meet with guys one-on-one, time to pay my bills, time when I'm going to go to the gym and work out, time for date nights with my wife, time when I'm going to hang with my kids when they're in town. I got a plan for time to rest, time to play, time for house and yard projects, which I got a ton of those to get done. I'm always planning, dude. I'm always writing down what I need to do. There's a to-do list all the time, constantly trying to make the best use of the time that God has given me as he says in Ephesians chapter 5, 15 through 17. You need to do the same in 2024. Make an investment in yourself. Go get a good planner calendar system. I recommend paper, but if you need to do digital, do digital and be using it daily. Always have it with you so you can be working on your goals and your daily and weekly to-do lists. You only get one life to live, my brothers. So make the most of it. If you've been listening to the Grizz podcast for a long time, you know I love the Latin phrase carpe diem. I did a whole episode about it. Carpe diem. Some of you remember that phrase from the famous Robin Williams movie, Dead Poet Society. Great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch that one. 
carpe diem means in Latin, seize the day, seize the day, meaning make the best use of your time. Don't waste it on meaningless, superficial things that don't matter. Don't just sit back and let life happen. Plan. There's nothing wrong with taking a break and having a down day or a lazy day of rest and recovery. I had one on Sunday, but then get right back at it. Carpe diem, seize the day. Here are some great quotes I came across about the importance of planning from some famous people. Listen to these, and I want you to really ponder the truth coming from these leaders. This first one comes from Pablo Picasso. He says, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. This next one comes from Richard Cushing. He says, always plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. That is so good. This next one comes from Henry David Thoreau. He says, never look back unless you are planning to go that way. I love that. That's one of the things I'm big on. Have a future focus. Uh, we only look back to the past to maybe like enjoy some old memories or it, to learn from it. Other than that, we're looking to the future to make something better of ourselves and something better for others. Margaret Thatcher says, plan your work for today and every day, then work your plan. Plan your work for today and every day, then work your plan. Tom Landry, who in my opinion, one of the greatest football coaches of all time, even if you hated the Dallas Cowboys back in the day, Tom Landry was a great coach. He said, setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with that plan. I love that because so many people at the beginning of the year, they got their New Year's resolutions, their New Year's goals. That's good. That's a good start. But they don't have any kind of plan to get there. They don't have a planner system. What are you going to do each month, each week, each day to get you from where you are to where you need to be or where you want to be? Setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with that plan. Ben Franklin said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Now, Ben Franklin stole that from the Grizz and tweaked it a little bit and made it his own. I don't appreciate that. That's pretty much plagiarism. That's what that is. There's a lot of that going on right now in higher education in 2024. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Benny Franklin. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. That's mine. That, that's original with me. Anyway, George S. Patton, he said, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. A good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. I need that because I'm a perfectionist. I want things to be just perfect before I do it, launch it, record it, publish it, whatever. And uh, many times I just need to be like, hey, this is good and let's go with it. Can I make it better in the future? Yep, but just go with it. This next one comes from Edwin Lewis Cole. He says, there are dreamers and there are planners. The planners make their dreams come true. This is what we were saying earlier, like with that uh, Tom Landry quote. A lot of people have dreams. They have wishes. They have resolutions. They have goals. He says there are dreamers and there are planners. The planners make their dreams come true. Hey, you want to know what one of my dreams is? Uh, 
this fall to get back to climbing mountains. I want to go back to Colorado and climb another 14er. The last 14er, that's a 14,000 foot high above sea level mountain. Last time I did that was 2016. Last was the last time I was well enough to do that with my health. I'm going through all the treatments and things I'm doing, the diet, the supplements, the vitamins, everything with my health, going to the gym, trying to get to where I can climb another 14er. That's a dream of mine, but uh, I don't just leave it as a dream. I got to take it and uh, plan. How am I going to make that dream come true? So that means I got to go to the gym. That means I got to keep meeting with my Lyme doctor, show up for the appointments, take the meds she's telling me to take, the supplements. I got to know how to rest, listen to my body, detox. I read a lot about what I got to do to, if I can't get rid of Lyme disease, at least manage it. Another dream of mine is one day, bucket list, I want to go to Patagonia. Some of you are like, you mean like the name brand? You're going to go to like <laughs> the clothes factory? No, man, Patagonia is a real place down south. And I want to go there. I want to do some hiking and climbing with some friends, man. That's a bucket list dream. Uh, I'm 48 years old when I turn 50 years old, which is coming up less than two years. Um, that's something I'd like to do. Some people want a big old birthday bash. I want to go to Patagonia. I want to save for that. I want to do it. I'd also like to do a buffalo hunt, American bison. That's a, that's a goal. That's a very expensive hunt. Uh, I would like to do that. I would eat that thing. I would eat every bit of it. It's good. Uh, bison, buffalo meat is cholesterol free, by the way. Last quote I'll give you. This is from Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. He says, plan for what is difficult while it is easy. Do what is great while it is still small. That's good. Sun Tzu, he wrote The Art of War. Great book. You need to read that. So that's some good stuff. Good quotes. <clears throat> I also want to tell you guys, before we wrap up, why I believe a paper planner is better than a digital planner. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to go get a warm up on my cup of coffee. I'll be right back. Hey, if you've been listening in a while and you're just like, hey, I'm good. That's enough to chew on for now. Hey, then pause. Pause the grizz. Come back tomorrow. Listen to the remainder of this. There's about probably 15 more minutes to go. So let's take a quick break. I'll be right back. Yes, yes, Grizz is back. Why I believe a paper planner is better than a digital planner. <clears throat> I've got my reasons and they're good reasons, my brothers. So let's get into this. Number one, reason number one with a paper planner, you're less distracted. You're less distracted with a paper planner than you are when you're using a digital planner. 
When you pick up your digital planner, like your phone or your iPad, you're also seeing like all these notifications, your social media, your emails, text messages, news app notifications, etc. And that constantly distracts you from doing deep work and being productive. All these devices, all this technology, uh, one of the marketing pitches we believed is that they would make us way more productive, right? Uh, but my question is, have they? Have they really? For many people, they've actually made them way less intelligent and way less productive. Technology has become one of the biggest time wasters in human history, whether it be with games or just endlessly, man, scrolling social media, watching YouTube videos, watching TikTok videos, or even looking at porn. Technology in many ways has not been what they claimed it would be. It's going to help us be more productive. In many ways, it has become one of the biggest time wasters in all of human history. It is insane how much time is wasted on screens, and I've done it. But here's the deal with paper planners. Listen, when you take a few minutes to plan out your day on paper, it lets your eyes rest for a while. It clears your head from the endless information and notifications that we're constantly receiving from emails, text, social media, news apps, etc. It's just with technology, with digital, it's constantly pinging at us. So with the paper planner, it gives your eyes and your mind a rest. If you really want to improve your focus and do more deep work, that comes from Cal Newport's book entitled Deep Work. Great book, by the way, you should definitely read that. If you want to improve your focus and do more deep work, then reduce screen time by switching to a paper planner where you can journal, make your to-do list, get organized, prioritize your tasks, plan events, etc., without all the notifications and things dinging at you. Another reason I believe a paper planner is better than digital is because uh, you remember things better when it's pen to paper. You remember things better. Writing stuff down actually helps you remember better. Writing by hand makes us formulate our plans and to-dos just better than it is by typing. Uh, it actually stimulates when we write things down certain brain cells at the base of the brain to increase focus. This is fascinating. The physical action of writing pen to paper triggers a sector of your brain, causing it to turn into maximum focus mode. Once you write down a goal on paper, your brain will be working overtime to make you pay attention and remember it. There are numerous studies proving that people who write down their goals, share them with others, and maintain accountability for their goals, those people are 33% more likely to achieve them versus those who just formulate goals in their head. Writing by hand is a much more engaging process for your brain in order to remember things. Let's see. Typing, on the other hand, 
involves, you know, arranging letters by pressing keys only. It becomes a muscle memory no-brainer when you're just typing. And many people have learned to type without even looking. Handwriting is much more engaging to the brain. You have to look. You have to pay attention, close attention, to keep, you know, what you're writing straight and within the lines. I'm here holding my pen as if I'm writing. Another reason I believe a paper planner is better than digital is because number three, you're motivated to achieve your goals and to-do lists. I believe you're much more motivated to achieve your goals and to-do lists when it's written down on paper in a paper planner than just on digital. By writing, we are able to better clarify our thoughts and con and connect them with exactly what we want to accomplish. Writing your goals and to-do lists down and carefully wording them helps you retain them in your mind. It's also super convenient if it's written right there in a physical planner that you open every day. Like this, again, here's my planner. You're seeing it. This is the weekly plan, schedule, calendar, to-do list. But towards the back with the red uh, sticky, I've got all my 2024, I'm trying to show you, I'm still talking, Goals written here. I've got my goals for January, what I got to get accomplished. And I just, I have it right there in physical form at any time. Boom. I just can look at it whenever I want. There's something about having that in a physical planner that I can open every day. In a digital world separated by an impenetrable screen, your commitment to some sort of planner app on your phone or your tablet or your computer man, it gets lost among all the other apps. A daily physical planner laying on your desk is a great reminder to actually use it. It motivates you to get after those goals and to-do lists more than a digital app. Another reason I believe a paper planner is better than digital, last one, reason number four, is because it helps reduce stress. This may be the most important reason. I read an article about how one of the world's top digital technological countries, Japan, has a thriving culture of people who use a good old paper planner. You wouldn't think that about Japan, but the Japanese take time to organize their thinking via pen and paper. They use stickers, color coding, drawing, etc., with many designing their own unique notation system similar to that of the bullet journal concept. Also, there are many studies that show the link between writing things down by hand and mindfulness. In stress therapy, it is often advised to keep a journal uh, exactly because of the activity's healing properties. It's the same thing with writing things down in a planner. It's like an active meditation. Writing helps you sort out whatever mess of thoughts you have in your mind and get it down on paper into words. I've written in journals, handwritten journals. I've done it for years, decades. I have a stack of them beside me right over there on my bookshelf. Um, and, you know, you may ask why. Well, a big reason is that it helps me with stress. It's very therapeutic for me to have a handwritten journal and to write it down. It's relaxing. And it's the same is true for me with a paper planner rather than a digital one. It is much more relaxing for me. So those are four reasons 
why I believe a paper planner is better than digital. But as I said, you do whatever works best for you. But dude, do something. Use some kind of a planner. I don't care if you start out with a cheap $10 2024 spiral bound calendar that you get from the drugstore with some blank pages in it and you start writing down a to-do list, what you got to do this month, this week, today. Be a man who plans using a planner because a man who plans to fail is a man, I'm sorry, a man who fails to plan is a man who is planning to fail. That's that, you know, that's my quote that Ben Franklin stole from me. Anyway, I don't want you to fail. I sincerely want you to succeed in life. I want you to succeed in your relationship with God, in your ministry, your job. I want you to succeed with your marriage, your family, your finances, your health, your fitness, etc. That's what I want. That's what I'm trying to do. Now, stay tuned for a few closing items of Grizz Biz. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Mm. All right, let's wrap it up, man. Going out with some more Van Halen. If you want to contact the Grizz, if you want to talk to me, my contact info is in the show notes. My email is jason at narrowtrail.com. Jason at narrowtrail. The Grizz podcast is an outreach of Narrow Trail Ministries Incorporated. <clears throat> Sorry, my social media handle <coughs> is at Grizz Podcast. Grizz Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen. Dude, it'll take you like 30 seconds. Do it. It's a big deal. Do it. Do it. I'm going to freaking hunt you down and kill you. I'm just kidding. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen. You'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Share this episode with a friend or your men's group. Also, if you're interested in joining one of our online climb teams to help you overcome your struggle with porn, with lust, and to grow in Christ-likeness with your brothers in Christ. Go to narrowtrail.com, narrowtrail.com, click on the Climb Team page to learn more, and you can fill out the short online application. We do have some open spots in two of our groups. Let 2024 be the year that you bring your secret sin to the light and learn how to overcome it. It's been holding you back for long enough. Also, I encourage you to get Covenant Eyes Internet Accountability Software on all of your devices and put it on your kids' and your teens' devices. Protect your family. I use it on all of my computers and my iPhone. It is a huge help in the battle for personal purity. Go to CovenantEyes.com, and when you're at checkout, use the promo code GRIZZIN, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N, GRIZZIN, and they're going to give you your first month completely free just to try it out. That's it. Thanks for listening, my brothers. I hope to be back at you next week with another epic episode of The Grizz. Keep me in your prayers. Until then, plan. Plan, my brothers. Write things down. Get a planner system. Honor God. Live manly.